Hello, everybody. We are like, man, I'm, I, I don't know about you, Adam, but I'm pumped. You know, this is the our very first episode of the is True it gonna Shot be good? Guest Spot. Is it going to be good? Well, you know, so we just got done uh, talking to Frankie Palmieri of Amir, and I got to say, that cool was dude. that was a lot of fun. Yeah, very really cool, cool dude. dude. Down to Talked earth. Talked about, yeah, I mean, we ran the gamut, like, on and what you can think of, we we talked about it with Frankie, you know, from, you know, his personal kind of relationships a little bit, to stuff involving the labels, stuff involving, you know, coronavirus. Past members. You know, past members. We got into a bunch of stuff. And, uh, you know, we really hope that you guys enjoy this a lot. I mean, going forward, what we'll do is, you know, when we line up a guest, we'll, we'll have you guys, you know, kind of ask us send in questions for us to ask the guests. So that'll be another cool way to get you guys involved as well. But we kind of wanted to try to keep this uh, under wraps a little bit and kind of hit you with a nice surprise. So without further ado, here's the interview that Adam and I conducted with Frankie Palmieri of Amira. Frankie, what's up, my man? Good evening. Both of you. <laughs> How you doing, man? How you doing? Still here. Still rocking. Yeah. So, uh, listen, man, I know that you've been asked this on a couple podcasts already, but how, how's everything going with you and uh, COVID and everything? I know that you're in Oregon now, so how's everything going over on uh, your neck of the woods? Uh, it's pretty normal, other yeah. than the fact that nothing is normal. You know, like, I'm still eating food. I have a roof over my head. <laughs> you know, like, that part of my life is still just fine. There's nowhere to go. Everything's pretty much shut down other than, you know, necessities. Yeah. So Are you one of the guys so like me, you know, I'm kinda of one of those guys. I say that I joke. I say, you know, I've kind of been preparing for this my whole life. You know, I'm used to uh kind of being inside and all that. Are, are you like that? Are you you cool being inside? Or you, I know you want to be on the road, obviously. But... Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I've always considered myself kind of a hermit, but I think the truth of the matter is is I've always been more of a loner. Like I like to go out of the house and like be in the city and you know, go to the gym or go to the, like, you know, go to the bookstore. Or just have, like, regular, like, you know, just average pleb shit, you know, that I like to do. <laughs> that, um, that, like, now I can't do any of that stuff. So I, I, I almost like I took it off for granted for so long, but I guess no one could ever expect something like this to ever happen in your lifetime. So yeah, it's you just, uh, strange. Because you just recently kind of got to Oregon. Is that right? Yeah, I mean, I start. I just, I mean, I've been coming here for a long time, and I kept like having a fantasy about living in the Pacific Northwest. And then finally, like summer of 2019, I decided to make the jump over here. So, I mean, I really do like it here. I mean, my life's not too different, honestly, other than the fact that, like you mentioned, like I'm, I can't be on the road. I would still just be like, you know, at home or like cooking or whatever. I'm not saying just dumb, dumb shit. Like nothing special happening in my life, but um. It is what it is. I'm just I'm just doing the same thing else doing just kind of roll the punches, you know. Yeah. So, like, I guess a good question that I would ask is obviously with something like this, whether it's you know kind of like COVID or whether I know that you know a few years ago you had a vocal injury as well. Like, so what does somebody, you know, a musician, you know, what, what what do they do? Like when you're off the road for an extended period of time, like do you have to go get a day job or like are you are you like good? Like how 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 does that work exactly? My finances for now are pretty comfortable. I don't have to do any like uh, side gigs at the moment. I don't know how long this will last. So I'm kind of playing it by ear. Um, if I had to get some kind of like, you know, I don't know what you call it, like uh, remedial job. I don't know what the word is. But you know what I'm saying? Like <laughs> something that doesn't take a lot of brain power, then yeah, I don't mind doing that. But um, right now I'm all right. So I'm, I'm thankful at least for that. I'm, I'm not, I'm pretty, I'm like a pretty frugal person. You know, I don't really, I don't really own or like buy shit, and like the only thing I ever spent money on was like food to feed myself and rent and bills anyway. So I'm not really stressed out about that part of my life, and thankfully, I'm like I don't have any dependents. You know, I'm like I'm not, I don't have any kids to feed or anything like that. So yeah, I, I'm not really I'm not tripping. You know, what I mean, I got I got myself to worry about, and so I'm okay for now. You know? Yeah, so that actually kind of segues perfectly into another thing that I wanted to ask you about. So so coming from Adam and I, you know, we both have kids. We have girlfriends and stuff like that. And what I, I like to kind of like, I say, like, you know, you're in Oregon now. I know that you're in California. And I'm like, I kind of live a little vicariously. I'm like, man, that must be so cool to just be able to get up 
kind of go wherever you want to go when you want to go. Um, so how, how is that, man? Like kind of, you know, fill us in, you know, these us, uh, the us guys who are, yeah, the freedom. What's that like to just be able to have that freedom to go whenever you want to go? Um, it's, it's a nice luxury, I suppose. Uh, you know, but, uh, there's this great quote by this author, philosopher, whatever you call him, uh, named, uh, Franz Kafka. And he has this quote that really like struck a nerve in me a while ago. And it says, you are free and that is why you are lost. And so I think everyone is really kind of searching for like that stability or that kind of like consistency in their life, whether it be like work or a job or, I mean, you know, or a girl or like even sometimes it's religion, like whatever it is, you know, you, you want to be tethered to something, yeah. um, not being tethered to anything does have the advantages of like, yeah, I get to, I get to kind of like just make whatever decision I want, but, um, you, you find different things to tie yourself to. So for me, I'm, I'm tethered to like my career and like, you know, I guess my own sense of joy. Yeah. Uh, you know, so, I mean, I, I, I want to say that like, you know, I don't want to, I don't want to say that people that, that don't have my lifestyle are missing out. It's not like that. It's just that I just made the choices I made. Yeah. You know, very, um, they were very premeditated. You know, I, I didn't want to have, a, B, and C in my life, so I could do, you know, D, E, and F. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. No, I, 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 I yeah. No, I appreciate that a lot. And again, um, the other thing that I kind of wanted to touch on a lot was, you know, so basically from the outside looking in, and you can correct me if I'm wrong on this. You know, I, I know that you're no stranger to, uh, you know, kind of getting, you know, some kind of hate on the internet. Controversy. Controversy. Yeah. There you go. Whether it's from like just regular people. Or whether it's, you know, different media outlets and stuff like that. And I like to believe, you know, I look at it like, because obviously we know the the one big thing with Amir is that, you know, a few years ago, you know, the members left. And, you know, I don't want to dive too much into that or whatever. But, like, basically what I'm getting at is I see you as kind of like a guy where you have your vision. And I think that, again, you correct me if I'm wrong, but I see that you, you're as a guy that has your vision and that if people – you know, aren't really fitting into that mold, so to speak. I mean, you just fight for what you want. Is that safe to say? Or Yeah, that's a healthy thing to say. Um, yeah. I mean, everyone that's ever been a part of the band has been a yeah. part of, like, what's created the sound overall. And, yeah. you know, I'm grateful for everyone that has, you know, put their of life course. and time into it. Um, but, yeah, I mean, at the, end of, at the end of it, I'm, like, the last filter. I'm, like, the last thing that it has to go through. Because I generally believe that if I'm pleasing myself, then then I'm, I'm pleasing my audience. That's, that's just what I, I gotcha. built up in my head. You know, like if I, if I'm really feeling it, that's a good sign. Cause I'm the kind of person that wants to be a fan of what I'm doing. I mean, I think, I think everyone's like that, you know, yeah. Um, yeah. but yeah. that's kind of how I operate creatively. You know, if, if I'm really, really excited about it, there's a good chance it's going to have the same effect across the board with the audience. So. Yeah. Cause I mean, like I said, I obviously don't try to talk any ill will on anybody or anything like that, but like, I, I guess the thing is, is like, we you know where Amir is right now in terms of musically and I guess just band dynamic. Would you say that it's kind of like, this is like, do you feel like, Oh, this is kind of what I've wanted it to be to this point, or is it still evolving or you know what I mean? Like, is this kind of the iteration that you're like, yeah, this is kind of what I've been hoping that we'd uh, get to. I mean, it's still evolving. Uh, yeah. You know, we're, we're a band that, is now pretty much about to be eight records deep, yeah. uh, which is, you know, which a is a long, yeah, for any band, you know, yeah. most bands, most bands, even really great bands make it, what, three, four records? Yeah, and that's what gone. I was saying, three, four. So, um, you know, I, I'm, I, the, the, um, the inspiration and the drive is still there to just keep making new shit that gets, yeah, I get, it gets me excited. Like, I want to be like, constantly making things in my life that I'm like, yo, this is awesome. This is dope. And, I, and that's, that's, everyone has their thing that wakes them up in the morning. And for me, that's the thing. Like I want to do something cool. Like I want to be a part of something that is bigger than me and people enjoy. So, um, there's no reason for me to say that it's, it's like, I think that this is like the end or repeat or anything like that. It's more just like, yeah. a journey for me, you know, like I like making shit that I think is sick and, I, I, I have all these crazy ideas in my head of what the next record could sound like or what it should sound like or whatever. And I kind of just kind of, you know, play it by ear, really. Um, we'll see what happens and see what comes out. But yeah, I don't know. I, I always think when I'm explaining stuff, I spin the wheel like three times before. Yeah, I could have <laughs> just, just stopped it already. But, yeah. 
No, it's all good, man. Do, do you guys use, um, you know, I mean, are you guys close right now? I mean, I know you guys you know, are doing some different stuff. Uh, you know, you all have different projects, side projects, but, um, you know, how you, how are you guys feeding that creativity desire now? Are you guys doing stuff together? Are you doing stuff separately? I know that, you know, we do a lot of things remote uh, right now, but how are you feeding that right now? Um, it's not really an objective for me. You know, uh, I, I go into like work mode pretty much when it comes to a mirror, like when, like when, when we have an album that has to get done, like that's when I'm like, okay, now let's get to it. And then I don't, I don't listen to music. I don't like do anything except focus on like vibes and energy, you know, what kind of like shit is going to come from us organically, not, not try to get myself locked up with like, oh, what did this band do? Or what, what was their album like? And yada, yada, you know? So, um, that's my that's how I operate, you know, when we're doing anything with the mirror. Uh, obviously, um, there's, you know, I have, I'm in a band currently with people that are super talented that, you know, yeah. have, have a wingspan that right. goes far and beyond most people. So um, it, make, it makes sense that they be out there just kind of like, you know, doing what they do. And they've always kind of been in, in that headspace anyway. But uh, that doesn't exactly correlate. Uh, into anything with your mirror just you know I'm, I'm, not, I'm not like a person that oppresses people or says oh, you can't you shouldn't be doing that put all your energy into this like I'm not that kind of yeah. dude so you know if it makes them happy to do other stuff that's, that's great you know yeah it probably keeps them motivated to keep writing different stuff too and you get those different influences in that maybe you know you wouldn't have if they weren't doing different stuff you know I think as musicians we all like to do different stuff so yeah, I mean, whatever. Again, like I'm not so I'm not a person to hold anybody back. I think if you're capable of doing something that makes you happy, go for it. Um, and I, it kind of goes back to what I was saying. Like, and has been around for a minute. Like, we did we've done eight records at this point. So, like, yeah, an EP by whoever isn't gonna like take away from the legacy I've already built up. I'm not like concerned in that sense, you know? Right. right. Yeah. So I mean, so speaking about you know, like obviously, like you said, Muir's been around for a long time. You know. I, since 2003 i know that's when you guys initially formed and uh so i guess the other thing that i wanted to kind of ask about was that i kind of did a little bit of like i know that obviously you know all these the music sites and whatnot they are what they are i just what i'm very curious about from your perspective is when did you start to notice like you started getting you know like some some like hate from these outlets like because i went back and like there's like, I mean, every there's always. I feel like there's always a negative twist on everything. And and when do you think that started, and why? Well, it's for me to like sit here and analyze it for you. Yeah. Right? So I, I would say that I've been in this quote unquote spotlight for a long yeah. time. Like there's yeah. always been a, there's been a microscope on top of me ever since the band kind of started getting attention. And when you're when you're young, when you're like nineteen and nineteen yeah. to nineteen to twenty. <laughs> whatever you know what i'm saying like you're still kind of um you're not a fully realized person yet. Yeah. so i in in that space of again having a microscope on me i produced a lot of low-hanging fruit i said a lot of shit i did a lot of shit that a lot of other people my age would have said or done but because again there's this light on me it's like hey guys look at what this guy's saying and doing you know so it kind of just uh it magnifies everything and it creates it creates like you know like you're saying this, this media attention or this media buzz or whatever but um there's always been like this kind of weird against the grain thing my whole life though. i've always been kind of fighting against like people hating on me or like not liking whatever i'm doing or whatever so it's not like it ever kind of obviously it never deterred me i just no. uh i just like again for me to like sit here and analyze it for you it's like yeah i just created a lot of low-hanging fruit you know and, and I, I admit to it too like yeah I, I said and did a lot of shit that like you know i people you know anyone if anyone can say they like who they were five years ago was a liar you know right. what i'm saying so yeah. I, I i i don't even like who i was yesterday you know you get what i'm saying and so yeah. I'm, always, I'm always trying to improve upon myself so i don't really worry about any of that past shit or like any of that media crap. it means nothing to me you know what i'm saying yeah. like I, and if anything honestly there is a silver lining to it that like it kind of just it just built up this kind of like I don't know experience persona that like people just whether whether it makes me a target or not it's like people know who the fuck I am and know who the band is and that's never a bad thing in my opinion um you can it's there is like this fine line of you don't want to be like a uh, 
a victim to your own like schadenfreude where like you start to just yeah. become, like your own enemy in a sense you know people just figure out like yeah like we can just write you off like very easily so i guess the only way for me to counteract that is to make music that's kind of like exciting you know that's 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 what my main focus is i don't worry i don't worry about trying to change public opinion or whatever the fuck no one no one no, no one's ever going to know who i am other yeah. than the people who are closest to me so yeah, no, not at all. No, I, I mean, I don't blame you for that at all. I guess my, my thing was that when I, before I really started getting into, you know, Amur and, and your music, you know, I saw, I just, I, whenever I see a mass amount of people, what I like to call like arbitrary hatred or, you know, showing like arbitrary hate, I get very interested in like that person. Cause whenever there's like this group of, like a mass group of people who's like dogging somebody, I'm like, all right, this guy's gotta be way like more interesting than what meets the eye so um i just want to get your your thought on that but uh talk i mean can talk about that a little bit if you will i mean i know you signed with victory back in 2007 as a young kid you know what 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 was that like to go from you know being a kid to kind of being i know that obviously we're not you know in the hip-hop space you know where we're like like tmz's following us around or whatever but yeah uh, um I just if you could touch on that a little bit, it's just it's interesting to me. Well, um, I don't know how to how to really explain it other than yeah. you know when I started when I started the band, I was sixteen years old. Yeah, and and then I was on the road full time by the time I was like eighteen, nineteen. So I was already like going, jumping in the van, driving coast to coast, like playing shows nonstop, and you know. We were had a fan base, you know, whether it was in our local scene or whatever. You know, people were noticing the music, and this is when MySpace was really blossoming. Right, and that right. was a, that was a that was a huge platform for us. So um, I just always kind of was like in the mix, you know. what I'm saying I immediately became one of those people in the scene or whatever. Not immediately, mm. not not overnight. You know what I mean? Like it's just that's kind of the attention I started to garner early on, and then um, a mixture of that and my own demons, pretty much like kind of like you yeah. know. It it, it 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 causes it it it's a recipe for an explosive thing when people are paying attention to you and you're so on the fucking fritz mentally where you're just ready to like outburst and do crazy shit and you know just be like a kind of I don't know okay, because you're just I was fighting against uh, an invisible enemy you know what I'm saying like I just was like okay. so angry at the world at that stage in my life that uh it didn't really um it didn't manifest into a positive way in the public eye. You know, people just saw me as like this like angry psycho, you know, loose cannon person. And perhaps I was to a degree, but um, it's not the whole story. You know, it's just it's just the pieces people picked up through the Internet, you know? Yeah, I, I don't know. Yeah, I just I always found that that interesting. I mean, just the whole dynamic of it all. So I guess the one question that I had uh, that's kind of a little bit away from this I'm not going to ask you how the band formed because if anybody wants to know that, they can just do a simple Wikipedia, Wikipedia search. Wikipedia, right? Yeah. yeah. But my, my question is just the actual name itself, Amur. Like, where did you even discover that word? Like, so, it's, I, I, uh, this story is, uh, it's, like, it's really funny how like, you would think there'd be such an awesome story behind it. I'll tell it to you. I'll tell it to you. But, um, so, when I, when, I, when I started the band with the Lionetti brothers, they had kind of always relied on me to be like that creative force in the band like okay the, lyri the lyrics the song names what's this about what's the band gonna be called all that stuff and so like i realized very quickly that all my favorite ideas that i thought were really good they all they were like those suck yeah and I then, heard you and, say then that. and then I, I realized that all the ideas i thought were bad they were like yeah that's great yeah. so I just kind of stopped i like had one of those defeatist moments where i just pointed at a word i'm like what about that and my guitar player was like, yeah, that's, that's pretty cool. Let's just change the first letter. And he said it, he didn't say it like in like this kind of like mad scientist, like, no, we're going to make, we just, he just, he just wanted to argue with me about something yeah. to a point. <laughs> like, yeah, it's almost good. I know how I can make it better. And it just so happens like out of some weird, I don't know, I guess uh, it's coincidence really that it ended up being just the French spelling of the same word I pointed out. So, um, yeah, that's how I got the band name. It was just kind of like an accident, really. Of me, me being like, yo, I'm tired of having this conversation. What do you think, <laughs> what do you think about this? And then he was okay. like, yeah, yeah, that's pretty good. But let's just change the first letter around. I'm like, all right, we're good now. And then I stopped caring about it after that, you know? 
I, I oh. wanted. I actually tried to change it at some point early, early, early on. But we had already been. We had yeah. But we had already been like playing shows and stuff like that. So like, nah, we're just we'll just keep rolling with it. It wasn't my it wasn't my first pick, but I'm also a firm believer that this isn't is this this isn't always the case. But um, I am a firm believer that sometimes the music can outshine whatever you're called, and I think that's kind oh, of yeah. happened with us. Because I mean, truthfully, if you want to really be smart, you name your band something like Parkway Drive, A Day to Remember, something that when you say it to somebody. Their brain instantly connects it. They go, oh, I know exactly what you said. I can't tell you how many yeah. Uber rides I've taken where they're like, hey, so uh, what do you do? And I'm like, oh, I want a band. Like, oh, what's your band called? And I'll tell them the band name. And it, nine times out of 10, 99.9% they go, what? Wait, what? what? <laughs> huh? What'd you just say? Because it's, it's not a common phrase or word or anything you generally hear. So it has no, it has no roll of the tongue magic to it. So in, in that sense, in, in that sense, like it's not a great band name, but it did help us stand out against kind of like the backdrop of what everyone else is doing. Because during the time when the band started, it was very popular to have a band name that was like, it dies on tomorrow's grave or like, you know, for those who kill. And it was that was like the thing to do. you know. So it, all those band names would be on a they'd all be on a flyer stacked on top of each other. Then you see our name and it'd be like, oh, that's weird. Like that band's a little, you know, eccentric. So I'm just thinking about the high school bands I had through the ashes um, <laughs> into the flames. Like, yeah, oh, yeah. like insane. So Frankie, I got a question, right? So eight, nine albums in. How do you define success for yourself now? Because I, I feel like that's a hard thing to do. You know, there's numbers and dollars and whatever, but I mean, you're coming up with creative. I mean, you're coming up with pieces of yourself and the other musicians that put this stuff together. You know, I mean, how, how what makes you feel successful at the end of the day doing this type of this type of career? Well, I'm kind of very detached from the whole idea of success. Honestly, I feel like when you start to think and think and measure yourself like that, you always end up and end up in this kind of fair, failure mentality where nothing's ever good enough. So for me, what's really great, honestly, what makes me happy is that I have a lot of people that support me um, internally and, 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 and externally that, that really want me to continue to do this. And that to me is the most rewarding thing, honestly, the fact that like, if I want to go do a European tour, all I got to do is send an email out like, hey, so I want to do a new album and do a new tour. And I got 10 people that are on the ball grinding it out, make sure I can go do that, which to me is a it's pretty successful um, position to be in, you know, but I don't I don't look at it as like I've sold this many records. I have this many streams. I made this much money. So it equates to this like doesn't mean much to me. You know, uh, a lot, there's been a lot of artists that come and go that have had even greater success monetarily and more exposure than I'll ever have. But um, for me, the fact that I can continue to do it and get on stage and rock crowds is like, I don't know, that to me is the biggest win. You know, the fact that I'm still doing it after all this time. And again, like I like I just said, you know, I have people behind me that if I want to do something, they're like, yeah, we're doing it. There's no like, ah, Frank, I don't know. It's like they just believe in me. So um, that's that's, cool. that's a great you know spot to be in, I think, for anyone that's creative. That's like that what? Still, uh, I was going to ask, do you, do you still get the same the same feeling? you know, walking out on stage as you did when you were a local? Yeah, it's it's a different kind of thing, though. It's it, The excitement is different. The excitement for me now is, like, I know this is going to be fun, you know? And at first, it was like I had to prove to other people that this was fun. Right. You know, like, like, no, this is, like, and now it's more just like, I know this is fun. I'm going to have, I'm going to enjoy myself. And, um, yeah, there's less of like that kind of edge to prove myself, I guess. Which okay. it doesn't, it doesn't, it doesn't, it doesn't mean like the hunger isn't there. The hunger yeah. is just sh the hunger has shifted. The hunger is more like I want this to be dope. Like I know it, I know what can and should be, and I'm gonna enjoy myself rather than like the insanity of like was was that good? Like did, did did we did we crush it? Like I hope it was good. Like I don't I don't have that kind of anxiety about it anymore. So no, that um, is a great way to put it. Yeah. Yeah, you don't have to worry about no people showing up like a local show. You know, like we, we've been there. I mean, man, we played Rhode Island probably last year, like literally zero. It like, was to the other band. Not... <laughs> oh, I, I mean, dude, I, I just want to say, like, there's, I mean, I don't know 
you know how many shows or, or anything. I'm not going to sit here and ask a ton of questions, but uh, yeah, waste of time. But I feel like it's totally okay to do that. Like it's it's, yeah. better, it's better to do that and play the show and play to the band before you than to have not played the show. And I think a lot of people yeah. get very very disenfranchised early on when they're like, "Fuck it," you know, like no one's coming. But it's like, dude, like that's how everything starts, man. Like, yep, you know, like Coca Cola didn't have a hundred customers the first day; they had one. That's no, how, that's how no. it is. You know? Oh, for sure. I think the way that we look at it, it's kind of just like it's kind of funny. We're like, oh, hey, we're just having a loud practice, loud practice. For, the, for the people in the room, you know. Yeah. But, yeah. Um, well, I, I played a show in Thailand. I think it was not long ago. Either it was either Thailand, or Phil, Philippines. I don't remember. Probably Thailand. Maybe we played to like fifteen kids or something like that. A really? Small, yeah, small ass show. Yeah, and uh, you know, we still did our thing. Like, it's it's really not about. Yeah, the counting heads. It's just like, is is the energy good in the room? Are you creating the energy you want? You know, it's kind yeah. of the, it's like you got to seize that moment. Um, I'm not gonna say that it would feel great to play to no one. It wouldn't after 20 years of doing this shit. <laughs> but um, I'm but like you know again, I'm saying recently at it, it must have been 2000. Was it 18? I did that. I think it's 2018 or what? 19? Oh, it was 19. 2019. Last year. That was last year. And we played the show to like. 15 kids in Bangkok or whatever the fuck it was. Um, and yeah, I mean, I don't know. It's not, it's, you can't, it's like, if you focus on that, you can, like, like I said before, like if you start to measure shit like that, you'll always end up in the pocket of failure. It'll never yeah. be good enough, you know? So you have to look at the things that are really worth paying attention to. That's like the fact that I'm in Bangkok playing a show, like yeah, why, should, why should I have been given the opportunity? Yeah, I'll be honest. I wouldn't, I, I wouldn't care. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, so you said that, you know, you have a lot of support internally and, you know, I've heard a lot of interviews where you said that, you know, your older brother is, uh, you know, kind of responsible for kind of getting you into, you know, I think he, you, he was with you when you went to your first show, right? With, uh, was it one King down if I'm, if I'm not mistaken? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah. My older brother, uh, put me on to like, well, he was one of the first people that kind of like made it like cool to like music for me. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I, I, I'm pretty sure he's the one who gave me, like, my first, like, AM, FM radio and, like, put it on, like, 92.3 K-Rock. So, like, he, yeah. like, knew what he, like, knew, like, I was into and stuff. Um, but then, you know, as he got older and he would come back from college, he, like, brought back, like, all the stuff he had discovered, like, all this underground music. And then he put me on. And then when he was away, I was, like, left I he like I he left a CD book behind, so that was like my treasure chest. Like, yeah, I'm gonna listen to all these albums, listen to every <laughs> single band, you know. And um, and then eventually, um, he knew I liked one band in particular, One King Down, yeah. and uh, so he was like, "Do you want to go to the show?" And I was like, "Absolutely!" And I had no clue what to expect and everything, but um, yeah. yeah, he was one of the first people in my life that like, uh, you know, was a gateway to like everything. I'm <laughs> pretty much my whole way of life now, so. Yeah, yeah. I try to I try to do a little bit of research. You know, I'm, get, I'm getting uh, the most out of this journalism degree that I have. You know, I'm trying to trying to research different uh, frontmen from uh, the metal genre. That's that's where that's what the degrees brought me. But uh, no, man. I, what what I was gonna say though is is he still kind of into this kind of style of music, like the underground metal stuff? Does he st like? Do you send him link to you know? Uh, oh, hey, man. We just there's pigs uh, pigs ear or gypsy disco. Do you send him the link or is he into this no. stuff? No, no, I have no? No, no. I, I mean, I honestly, I have no idea. He's not. Yeah, he's pretty much ostracized himself from my entire family for like. I oh, couldn't, I couldn't even tell you how long now. Maybe like, I haven't seen him or been in the same room as him in. I can't oh. even tell you how long. So I don't. I don't know. I don't know what. I don't oh. know what his deal is or what his interests are anymore. Last time, from memory, yeah. he had totally gotten over all that shit, and he was. He just. He went from like being like an angry like twenty two year old kid to being like I want to make money. So like, he listened to a lot of like he was, like I think Jay Z was like his number one artist last time I hung out with him. But I was like seventeen years old. Oh man! Oh jeez, well, I didn't know that. Quite I didn't know that. Well, no one, well, no one knows that. It's not, it's yeah, not yeah, yeah. Name, but no, yeah, no. I'm, so, not, I'm yeah. just saying that you know it's, I don't I can't I have no answer for you on what his interests are. I got you. All right. Well, so the other thing I was going to ask you too is because I. I heard uh, you say something in a, another interview that you did. I, I can't remember exactly the interviews. There's so many of them. But you had said something like that, you know, you wanted to be in a band, you know, obviously for many reasons. But one of them you said was that you kind of wanted to have that attention on yourself. 
what did, what did you mean by that? Just to have, you know, kind of to be like on the stage with people just rocking out to your music or well, what do you mean by that? Well, yeah, I mean, I just, I had no other way to shine, you know, like I was never good at anything. I never excelled in school or in sports or anything that was at all regular. I just, I, but I realized early on that if I put a microphone in my hands, I could get pretty excited and I could do some, you know, I could like get something out of life by doing, by getting on stage, you know, and being a part of music. So that was kind of my drive. I realized like, no, 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 like fine. Like I'm not good at any of this other stuff, but I know I can do this. I like, I just had this, I had this insane, like psychotic belief in myself that I'm like, I know if I can get myself on a stage with a microphone in front of people, eventually it'll make sense. And, uh, and yeah, that was just the thing I held on to the most, you know, I, 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 I pretty much, I had that plan at around the age of 12 or 13. I was like, no, 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 no. This is what I'm doing. Like I would lie to people. Like, what do you want to do when you're older? And I'd be like, I don't know, real estate. I just lie. I mean, I just, <laughs> like, I just, cause I didn't, I, Do you I, want I, the conversation? I, I have this belief that you need to protect your dreams because other people are just out there to stab them to death and let, and, you know, you know, like, no, 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 don't do that. Like, do what I did, like, take this road or whatever, you know. And I, I knew early on that if I were to, sh- if I didn't hide my cards, that I would have never gotten to where, you know, I am today, whatever the fuck that is. But yeah, uh, you know, just uh, that was just, that was it. I just kind of, I figured that out really early on. Like, again, I, a lightning struck my brain. I was like, I could do that. Like, I could get, yeah. on, stage, I could get on stage with a mic and rock a crowd. Like, I just know that that's in me. So, um, yeah, I don't know. It's it's been a crazy ride, honestly. Yeah. So so paint us a picture. What what does a twelve or thirteen year old Frankie Palmieri look like? Well, bring bring us back. What what is, what is that? What is that kid like? I'm wearing the exact same outfit I'm wearing right now. <laughs> honestly, honestly uh, I'm listening to the same music. Uh, I like pretty much all the same shit I did when I was that age, and. Um, now, now I just I pay my own rent. That's the only. Thing. It's a big difference. Not there's not much has changed. Uh, my outlook has changed. I've been there a lot since then. I've got to experience yeah. a lot of good and bad. But at my core, like the good parts about me are still very much the same. Like I still have the same interests and still, you know, I love music and art and games yeah. and you know, um, that's really. I mean, really, really, that's kind of like me in a nutshell. I guess like, there's not I, everything else is kind of like the convoluted complicated shit like my fucking personal life and mm-hmm. business business and this and that but like you strip all that away like, i'm not much different i was than i was th- I'm, I'm i'm not even kidding you like camouflage pants and a black shirt and a black hat <laughs> Same nothing That's wrong with it. that so um you know when you, you so you know you, you were obviously you were like you said you were young when you formed the band what it, like what do your parents think of this when you tell them yeah you know i'm i'm getting on a bus to go over to connecticut to start a band with these guys I met off the internet, they they think you're nuts. Like what? How, what's their what's their uh, stance on all this? I think they had this kind of like thing with me where like they tried really hard to get me to fall in line with what it is they envisioned for me. Mm. I think, and I think every parent wants their kid to just no matter what they do in life, they just want them to be healthy, happy, sustainable able to stand their own two feet all that stuff you know what i'm saying so yeah i think i think they were aware that i picked a really like radically insanely difficult path for myself yeah but they were never like if you don't stop doing this then blah blah blah, we'll kick you out of the house there was never like that Mm -hmm. you know they never had that kind of attitude with me which i'm very grateful for i know a lot of people aren't that um they don't have that luxury or that privilege you know to have parents like that and I, i i wouldn't say my parents were supportive they weren't like we believe in you. They were more just like, <laughs> they're, they're more just like, all right, count down to when, you know, all this stops day, you know, pretty much that was in their head, I think, but it never did. And, uh, you know, I don't, I don't really like, I was never like, uh, I never got a lot of praise from my parents ever in my life, no matter what, whether it be because of when I was a kid or when I got older doing the band, like I never like got it from them. So I stopped seeking it at a certain point. And because I stopped seeking their approval is kind of, why I was able to just kind of go all in on my own kind of vision for myself, you know, because I think that's what happens to a lot of people early on is that they're trapped in this bubble of like, I have to appease these people. You know, I have to make mom and dad proud, yada, yada. And I just realized I'm like, you know what, y'all, 
I'm doing my own, I'm doing my own thing, and uh, yeah, so here I am. Yeah, because you're you're the youngest, right? Out of your your family, you're the youngest kid. Correct, correct. I am the youngest of. Uh, I have an older sister, and uh, she's the middle child. And I have uh, an eldest brother. <clears throat> what, what about her, man? Is she driving down the uh, the highway listening to Pig's Ear? What's going on? Is she? Is she? Is no, she no, 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 no. <laughs> my, my, my sister, my sister loves. My sister's all like all about really um, good vibes. You know what I'm saying? She likes yeah. positive stuff in her ear drums. I think honestly, when it's so funny talking about my sister's musical taste because I, I know what she likes. She's into like rap, R and B, hip hop. She likes a lot of. She also likes you know she likes to listen to a lot of stuff from her her golden age of music music as well. But when when it's Christmas season and Christmas music is on, she cranks that shit like. Wow. No. All all out Mariah Carey, all I want for oh, Christmas. Oh. Not only not only does it stay on, but it's she blares it, and we don't get out of the car until the song is finished. That's how much she oh likes. Oh my music. god! Um, but yeah, that's that's her thing, you know. That's what makes her happy. So uh, you know, I, I, I've never been judgmental about musical taste, you know. No, I, no. Yeah, so like, I don't. My my like, wife does the same thing, so yeah, that's why. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I mean, again, I, I don't, I'm never, like, perturbed by that. I think that it's, I find it strange. In my whole life, I've found it strange when I tell people, like, oh, like, what do you like? I like this. And they're like, you like that? Like, kind of like, this, like, <laughs> this, kind of like this disapproval, yeah. you know? Yeah. I, I never understood that. I'm just like, what difference does it make? Like, yeah, what the guilt, what pleasures? Yeah, like, yeah. Whatever exactly. the hell that is. Yeah, yeah exactly. I don't, I don't believe in that either. It's like, we're both using our ears the same way we use our mouths to eat food. Like you're eating a fucking salad, I'm eating pasta. Like at the end of the day, we're both taking a shit. Like what does it matter what goes <laughs> in? You know what I'm saying? Like the outcome is still the same. So, right. well, Frank, I'll let you know that when I'm driving through a uh, congested uh, city area, I wait for the part where on the on the track where it says Wolf, and then it goes right into it. I wait for people's heads to turn. And just be like, what in the frig <laughs> is that? The way that the mix is, it is so loud that when that hits, it's just like a sonic boom all around the car. I can just, you know, they're just in like their, their polo shorts and stuff. They're walking down the road and they're just like, what am I listening to right now? Yeah. So, yeah. I had, I had I'm advertising some... the band. Yeah, no, it's great. I, I'm, I'm flattered. <laughs> I really, I truly am flattered. Um, I, it's, I, I said, I made comments earlier in the year about how, like, I get it. Like, I get why people generally are not, like, why, even though aggressive music is still very popular and there is a huge niche market for it, I understand that, but the reason why the mainstream culture, like, does not care is because it's abrasive. It's, like, it's attacking you. It's, like, it's not inviting you to the party. It's, like, maybe you get that vibe if, like, you understand, like, what you're hearing, but most people are just, like, why is he yelling at me? Why is why is this sound so angry? I'm not angry. I don't want to be angry. And so I just think it kind of um, it isolates people in this thing where like like you're saying like you you're looking for the guy in, in the polo shirt. Oh, like, I love the fuck is that. Uh -huh. but, but it I, I I don't know why. I guess maybe it's good that it has that effect. But in my in my head, I want the polo shirt guy to look at you and be like, dude, yeah, that's my shit. Like, like that's what I want. Yeah, yeah. Really, yeah. you know what I mean? But yeah. I know I know that's not reality. I know that's only because truth of the matter is, it's like, like straight up, like being into heavy metal doesn't get you laid. Let's just can we just all like fucking admit that finally? Like it doesn't. It <laughs> no. doesn't. All right. You no. Yeah, exactly. Like so, it's not very cool. Like the opposite sex just doesn't care. Like they just like what, they do what, not. They I want. They want. They want the song on that makes them feel the sexiest. And heavy metal is generally not that genre. But hey, but you know what? It's funny because like there were band, there were bands that were trying to kind of like be that for the metal genre. Like Static X was a perfect example. Like yeah. their whole their whole thing was like, yeah, we want strippers to f to this. Like that was like their whole thing. Like they, like they wanted to be heavy. Like they were yeah. a heavy aggressive band, but they also knew they wanted it to kind of have that like listenability towards like yeah, like the fucking chick with double D's at the strip club, like, she's putting on Static X tonight. Like, and that's, to me, that's fucking cool. Like, it's almost I don't like know Rob that, Zombie, too, right? I mean, exactly. he's kind of that, yeah. 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 yeah Corn. Corn was like yeah. that. Yeah. Just kind of make it, like, I don't, how's the word I'm trying to, trying to, I don't want to say, like, easy to digest is a nice way to put it, but yeah. 
accessible. You know, just I, 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 it's, it's, that's kind of what I like to kind of make our music be. And people always, of course, they kind of have the trope of like, oh, and yours guitars or this and yada, yada. Yeah. It's yeah. like, oh, one, oh, one. Right, yeah. right, right. Yeah. Yeah. And, and my whole thing with music, and I don't know, I mean, I know why most people don't think this way. It's because they're not intelligent enough to realize, but um, it's like music should be fun to listen to. Like, right. that's it. That's all it should be. It should not be a fucking, it's not a math problem. You don't got to sit there and try to figure out what the fuck's happening. If I hear it the first time and I like it, the song is that's good. I don't, I don't care how the song was made. As long as right, I right, heard right. it and I felt something, you know? People ask me a lot, like, what's your favorite song? What's your favorite genre? I'm like, I just like whatever gives me a feeling. I don't yeah. care. It could be classical. It could be reggae. Uh-huh. I don't care. As long as I hear it and I'm like, oh, this is cool, like, then I like it. You know, I don't give a yep. fuck about the genre. I, I say that to Adam all the time. I'm like, I don't really, like, I obviously am more partial to, to, to the metal genre, of course. You know, I, that's just kind of been what I've listened to since I was a kid. But, like, there's some songs that are outside of it that, like, if I if I have a feeling towards, like, if it, if it brings out an emotion and a feeling in me, I'm like, man, I like that because that brought that out of me. Yeah, but, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, because I remember like your tweets from a few months ago, and you know, you I, I I don't want I don't I'm paraphrasing very very heavily here probably, but you said I can understand why people with a, a healthy neuroplasticity, uh, you know, stay away from this because you know there's an unnecessary onslaught of BS emotions, which I think I got that pretty pretty accurately. Yeah, yeah I remember but, reading that. Yeah, yeah. So which is actually when you said that, I thought that was very interesting because. You know, like I just look at my Facebook page, right? And you know, naturally, you know, you're in a band, so you know, this person friend requests you, and then it just it, it avalanches from there. And now you have like 80 million friends who are all part of this scene or whatever. There's people who are. I feel like, and I and I don't know, obviously, know everybody's individual situation, but I feel like there's a lot of uh, extra like drama or negativity that is there than there should be, if that makes sense. Yeah, sure. I mean, I, I personally don't follow anyone on the internet at all. Yeah. Because I believe that it's pretty much 99.9% garbage noise that people put out into the world that's not worth paying attention to. Right. Um, it's gotten worse. So, yeah, I'm sure, I'm sure it has. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. I really, I do have no idea. I mean, I want to have like some kind of like way to analyze it for you or any yeah. kind of opinion on it but um I, I i generally avoid whatever animals is ever talking about pretty mm-hmm. much like i don't care like it's never it's never it's generally never going to benefit me at all to know other people's business you know yeah. so i just don't even bother you know my the friends i have and people i like in my life they know who they are and i can text them if i want to and that's kind of how i keep it i think i really do believe that social media and this consistent a knee-jerk reaction people have to like share their life with everyone i think is really toxic honestly yeah it's, it's not natural you know like i i've been lately i've really been making a point to not look at my phone at all like just, just not even notice it and it's like that to me is when life and know it's like this might be super boomer of me to say this shit but <laughs> that's no, like no, it's true though that's that's like yeah. when life actually meant more like made more sense like the people you saw were people you saw you knew who the fuck they were they cared about you you cared about them mm-hmm. you spoke to each other on the phone and like you went out and like into the world not like like you're saying like you're it connected to eighty thousand people who you don't you've never even fucking met before yeah. and, all sudden, and all and all of a sudden you have to like know how they feel about obama or something like what the yeah fuck? but i mean the thing is and adam and i have said this too if it wasn't for the band, I, I'd probably just get off all this stuff totally. Yeah, I would um, likely do that as well. Because, yeah, I mean, I could be wrong, but, you know, as like a, you know, a local band, a younger band, we're trying to, you know, build up as much of a, um, I, I guess, a, a, a pipeline or a connection as we can. You're, so. you're marketing. Yeah, exactly. I mean, that's, yeah. yeah. So that, that just comes with the territory. I got something I want to ask. Yeah, go you. ahead, man. Yeah, you I, go I, ahead. Um, so... I talked to um, Jake Loris quite a bit. I know you did some touring with him, uh, you know, a while back. Uh, Kill Switch Engage, two uh, of, of my personal favorite bands. Um, but I was uh, I was talking to Jake and and um, I, I asked him a question. I want to see see what you think. So you, you've toured quite a bit. You've been around the world. Um, what's have, 
give me one event or, or experience you've had where you've just kind of turned your head and something's happened and just you've been like, what just happened? <laughs> um, <laughs> I mean, like in disbelief, honest, you know? Yeah. Uh, I don't know, man. There's there's like funny things that happen where like someone noticeably in the audience is being entertaining. Like to me, I'm like, wow, that guy's funny. Like, like I remember Warp Tour three years ago. One guy wore a T-Rex costume in the mosh pit, and I was awesome. like, yeah. I was like, okay, like, like the show doesn't matter. Like this guy's hilarious. You know what I'm saying? Like. There's very, there's very few moments like that. Generally, on stage, my headspace is: Am I, am I performing this to my 110 percent ability? Am I putting on the show that I think that this audience deserves to see? And I hope that they're having as much fun as I am. And that's the, that's usually the wheel in my head is like. Like, is this, like, does this feel right? Does this feel right? Does this feel right? I, I mean, like, as long as everything feels right, it's the moment it goes, this doesn't feel right. Then you're like, boom, you, re, you, you know, you have to restructure your whole fucking frame of thinking. You're like, wait a minute, something's wrong. But generally, you're just on stage, you're having fun. And it's it's not often that, like, something truly out of this world happens. And I'm like, yo, guys, whatever I was, whatever I was focusing on is gone. This is all that's on my mind right now. Um... But uh, yes, I don't know. It's hard for me to like give like a really legit story or what say you like, like yeah. off stage, like you know. I mean, you're driving around, you go to a gas station. There's some dude with you know no teeth and half his tongue cut off, and you're like, seriously, what is this guy sitting on the curb for? Nothing I like mean, that. To be honest, dude, it's after a, after a while, you're just numb yeah. to it. Like you <laughs> just sure. like you don't even like. It's like yeah, like that is weird, but it's not any weirder than the last time I saw that, or like you know what I mean, or whatever, like nothing is nothing blows my mind anymore in that sense like kind of in like the midst of it all like traveling and being around that many people um i don't know it sucks i feel like when it comes to having like fun stories i really fail like i don't have a lot of like remember this one time kind of thing to say to you right right yeah i mean that's just what it is though like you know you you see and experience a lot of different wild shit i mean uh like i remember when the first time we were in in asia or like you know you know, like in mainland Asia and China and stuff like that, there was a venue we were playing and it was like, I got firsthand exposure to like those people that live in like the cage houses. Like the venue was attached to like a housing complex like that. I remember looking for a bathroom and and being like, I was looking for a place to take a shit and and, and seeing like a bathroom with a kitchen in it and then like five people living in like a box together. I'm just like, you know, like this is fucking wild. You know what I'm saying? So, I mean, yeah. you just, you're just ex- a lot has happened to me in a short amount of time in my life to where it's hard for me to pinpoint like this, is, you know, I remember this, this place and this, that place. Like it, it, it is truly on, and in some way, unfortunately kind of one big blur, but there, I don't know. It would, it's like, something you'd have to say something to me that would trigger a story right, right like yep. you know like just say something on the fly is, is really hard for me to say mm. so well so speaking of all that all the touring and whatnot like do you do you remember the last time you actually played in new hampshire like the state itself not mass but new hampshire itself dude honestly it has to have, it has to have been 12 years ago like it has oh, to have been like, really that long ago new hampshire the yeah last, like the last New Hampshire venue I remember is a place that was like kind of like a floor show almost. It was a really, it was a low stage, really low to the ground. And I think there was a band from New Hampshire called And Then There Were None. That was the band I think we played our last show there with. But dude, I could be way wrong. Like I, it could have, it could have been past 2008. But um, that's what I honestly wow. I remember. So, so um, I know that we kind of talked a little bit upfront about like how you know you're personally going through all this you know all the coronavirus stuff and whatnot and i've heard you talk you know a lot about you know when live music will come back and i i also believe that it's going to be like like so far away that like there's not even any like it's going to be a really really long time so like explain to people who may not really like you know like even guys like us, you know, we're, we're in a local band, but I mean, even people who like aren't in a band, like to put it in, put it into perspective, like for a guy who, you know, is in a band and deals with record labels and, you know, all that stuff. Like, 
what are some things that people may not think of that are part of the decision to kind of get back on stage in a live setting? I mean, I'll, I'll say this, man. I think that live music will start to gradually come back, but it just, the world that I'm in, we're like, it's, Basically, you know, four hundred to a thousand people in a small like space, this. in a, yeah, yeah. a small space, punching each other. That's kind of out the window for right now. Uh, <laughs> I don't know when that's going to return. I think that artists like Post Malone and country artists yeah. are yeah. going to have the arena shows with like the special section seating where like no one's near each other. And I've also seen they're starting to do like performances where people just drive up in their car and watch yeah. the concert in their car. You saw that, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Do I think Emir fits in that space? Personally, no. If we got invited to be a part of that, like, hey, there's a festival, a car festival happening. <laughs> You're one of the bands. I'm going to go. I'm 110% going to go and perform. Right. But I don't know like what the future is for all these clubs that I've been existing in for like past 17 years it's like i don't know what's going to happen with that i don't i think truly and this is not to have like a tinfoil hat on or anything there's yeah. gonna have to there's gonna have to be like a worldwide like vaccinated society or some kind of bracelet you wear that shows like yeah i, I don't have covid or whatever that like or some app on your phone or something like that you know where it's like yeah you know i'm not a spreader or whatever yeah, it is and, yeah until Again, my world of like being in rock clubs and people jumping off each other is like a reality again. Uh, it's really, it's like, it's bizarre. I, it feels surreal to even say to you right now, like, yeah, I don't know when the next time a real show will happen. Like, I don't know. I have no idea. Yeah, because I try not to be, you know, like negative about this subject, but I see people saying like, oh, yeah, well, you know, this show is rescheduled for June or, you know, July, and I'm like, guys, like, I, I, yeah, I hate to be... Uh, they're, delu they're, de they're, they're delusional, for sure. Um, I, I mean, delusions, delusions are good because it, keep, it keeps you happy, but... Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, uh, yeah, I don't know, like, what people are thinking. Like, they, I don't know how anyone predicts this getting better anytime soon it's like and we only we're only seeing it here in america like we're still even though we think we live in the information age like yeah we're all connected like no one has any photo how yeah i don't know man there's just making long-term plans right now is a bad idea you should just be like <laughs> prioritizing what's going to work right now for you and then taking like taking things in strides like whatever whatever things start to get better We'll all get the memo together, and hopefully it's sooner than later. But for yeah. live musicians, like, you know, bands, like, and especially, I mean, I'm talking specifically about this genre, the, the aggressive music genre. Yeah. We have a long way to go before we are allowed back into the the lexicon or whatever of, like, live music. You know, I, it's, yeah, just think about being a promoter. Like, yeah. They're gonna book a mirror case train headliner to do the arena tours with like the, the pods. Like, no, they're not. Like, why? Like, <laughs> what, you know what I'm saying? Like, and, and you think people are gonna want to go to a show if they can't like and freak out? You know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, maybe they maybe they will. I mean, I don't know. It's just I know that hardcore and metal is so in in uh entrenched, entrenched. Is it entrenched or entrenched? Entrenched. Entrenched. Yeah, yeah. It's so entrenched in the um the audience uh ability yeah. to like be a part of it like whether it's just the energy mm. of it all so the fact that 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 would be missing on such a large scale is just like dude i don't think it's even possible you know yeah. like, like i can't see myself being like 16 years old and going to see some heavy band not this or whatever and like not being able to mosh like what like that's, yeah that's that's it, yeah, it yeah, just doesn't. It doesn't add up. It doesn't. It it, it, it kind of takes away from the whole experience. I, mean, I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe 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 this is kind of the future of it in general. Maybe people will just be like, all right, uh, I don't I don't touch anybody at the metal show, but I go and I watch the band and I leave. And I don't know. I don't know if even I could deal with that as a performer. Yeah, it'd be like, weird. It takes the energy yeah. away, right? Yeah. Yeah. Because because yeah, I mean, we're we're you know a you know. A, a metalcore band or whatever. And so like we, we have a show that's, you know, rescheduled for June at the Worcester Palladium. I know you've played there 
know, quite a bit, but it's the, yeah. it's, it's the upstairs part, which is, you know, three, 400 cap. And I'm like, I'm like, I don't, I, I'm like, I, I'm like, I don't even want to like be that guy to be like, guys, like, I don't know if there's like a, like, I, like, it's just crazy. Like J- June 20, like June 28th, like, um, like six weeks from now, you think they're all going to be like in a 300 cap room. That's insanity. Yeah. But, yeah. Uh, I mean, as LA dying, just rebooked their tour for June, 2021. So they're already over a year out for the next tour, and that could yeah. still change. So I mean, yeah, I noticed that. Uh, yeah, definitely different. Yeah, well, man, I mean, I could ask you a bunch of questions, and I'll get you out of here very shortly. Ah, uh, you, you, really... you're not, you're not. I'm not, dude. I'm not going. Not... Well, I think that, I think that's <laughs> cliche. I think that's the cliche thing to say in an interview. I don't want to think I'm any more of you. It's hard. <laughs> you know, but, right? I yeah. think that's the cliche thing to say. But no, I mean, I just. Um, like I said, I just have a. I, I, like I said, I'm a. I'm a. I'm a big fan of the band personally.
gotta answer this shit? Like, yeah. oh god, what do I do? Do you so, screen? Do you screen them ahead beforehand, or do you just kind of go into it and go through? I just I just roll with it, baby. And then I rolled it. And I rolled it, and I'll be honest with you. If I think I hit a, if I hit a snag, I just stop it and I just do it all over again. Because I'm sure you probably get some questions where you're like, oh man, I don't know. Awesome. Qualified to this. Yeah, sometimes, or sometimes I'll get something and I'm just like, I'll start answering and I'm just like, I don't, I don't need to answer this. This is like, you know, this is not something that needs to be talked about. So it all depends on what comes through. But um, yeah, nice. Well, I know that I know that uh, from all your other past interviews, you don't let anybody do the plugs, and I won't, I won't do them, but I will, I'll put them down in the descriptions of the videos and stuff like that, because obviously, as you say, if people find this video, they know where to find you, and I respect that. That's yeah, that's yeah. I, true. I, I, my only plug is I hope that whoever finds you know this thing continues to listen to you guys, and I hope that you know it's all fruitful, man. Straight up, thanks for having me. Yeah, right. thank, thank you, man. Much, and guys, yeah. he's, gonna be, he's gonna be putting out a book in uh, a few years, so look out for that as well. All right, that was Frankie Paul, Mary from Amira. And again, man, thank you so, thank so you, much Frankie. for doing this. Yeah, thanks, man. Good luck. Right, Stay safe, brother. brother. Later, guys. Take it easy.